Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today has starred in not one, not two, but three Broadway musicals, Cats, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Frozen. My guest today is Robin Masella. What was it like not playing a human on a Broadway stage in Cats? <laughs> I love that. Um, it actually was the best. Um, for so many reasons, specifically to answer that question, what I always love talking about uh, with playing a cat on stage is that you get to escape real life for even more so. You know, when you do a show, obviously it's, it's you know, at the end of the day, it's playing pretend, right? <laughs> so you do get to escape real life, but going into a whole nother world where you're playing an animal in another story, it just kind of gives you permission to escape real life for a while. And, um, you know, obviously the makeup and the costumes and all of that, like, really helps. Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen the show. In that world. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of encompass like, you just fully encompass head to toe, inside and out, um, playing playing an animal. So, so on the one hand, you, you really just escape real life and go into this world that you've kind of like made up for yourself, what it would be like to be an animal. And then also like physically, specifically for that show, we did a lot of, you know, crawling around on the floor and standing in positions that would be more feline. Um, so it, it really just head to toe, you, you encompass it. Oh, and, yeah. And are, are just not a human for two and a half hours, mm -hmm. which is actually really amazing and really fun. Yeah. Did you enjoy the makeup and the costumes that went along with being in Cats? I did. It was definitely a process because we all did our own makeup. Yeah. So in addition to the normal time that you would, you know, get to the theater, have enough time to warm up, have enough time to do your hair, put on your costume, we now had to implement extra time to do our makeup. And it was a whole process. I mean, you had to, you know, learn specifically, obviously, where, what to put where and how to blend. But then mm -hmm. you could only do so much before you got your wig on. And then you had to finish your makeup to kind of tie it all together. Mm -hmm. So it, um, I loved the process. Um, but it definitely added a lot more time onto the warm up, you know, at the theater. Like I, for that show, I got to the theater like two hours before the show. Oh my gosh. Because it would take 20, 25 minutes or so to put on my first face of makeup. And then I would take, do like a 20 minute warm up, And then I would get my wig on and my costume and finish my makeup and finish warming up. And by the time, you know, that, that really just kind of racks up time. Um, yeah. And as a swing, when I eventually swung the show, I had to learn different makeup plots. Oh, yeah. So some some of the um, cast members who were swings knew, you know, anywhere from four to eight different makeup plots. Did you, did you have to memorize them or was there like a picture? Did they give you a picture to try to, mem to like mirror? Yeah, so we, we got pictures of when we first went for our kind of makeup tutorial and... Um, how they did it was our amazing makeup artist would do one side of our face and then we would have to like copy and do the other side and you oh, could definitely wow. see the differences between the experienced one and the non-experienced one but then they took pictures of our faces so that we could reference and check yeah and well, lots of notes oh yeah what was it like what, or what was the hardest part being in a show that's completely sung through because cats there's no dialogue yeah i i i 
forever will say that Cats is probably the hardest and probably will be the hardest show that I will ever do for for that being one of the reasons. It's completely sung through and it's a very intense vocal score Mm -hmm. um in addition to being entirely danced through so you're there's hardly ever a time even when you're singing your your solo song um that you're not moving or dancing yeah so um across the board it's just physically vocally emotionally like every part of it is just super draining and super high um super intense Mm -hmm. in in those aspects yeah how did you prepare to be a cat? Did you do? Did you watch any like cat? Uh, it's like in like I'm in the internet or anything. Do you have a cat? Like, how did you prepare to get into that cat mindset? Yeah, it was interesting. I did, I, especially because I was a replacement. So I I went into the show about two months after they had opened and uh, replaced the girl who played Demeter at the time, unfortunately, because she had an injury, and I didn't get a full rehearsal process they basically you know said learn the show as fast as you can because we need you to go into the show so ordinarily um i know that there's a lot of time spent with doing you know what's called cat camp or Mm -hmm. you spend hours you know crawling around on the floor playing with toys feeling what it feels like to move like a cat like literally doing oh my gosh and i didn't really have the luxury of that because my role was to just learn the show and get in there um but I had always loved the show I I grew up dancing around to the music in my living room I watched the VHS I saw it live in London and New York I mean I was fully obsessed with it so I think all of all of those years of obsessing and loving it kind of just naturally went into oh yeah into my role and yeah I did I watched YouTube videos of cats I I just to kind of you know whether or not you you take it literally and implement that or just use it to kind of dive into that world a little bit more it's helpful oh yeah I remember when I saw the show the fun the thing for me was trying to figure out what the plot was when I did it when towards the end I realized Uh there really isn't one no it's just the interesting thing though about the show is that if you talk to anybody that's done the show um and this happens a lot with musicals is there's a lot of backstory and a lot of you know, plot lines that we as a cast and we as cast members use that isn't necessarily, you know, shown throughout the show Mm -hmm. or understood by the audience, but it helps us with our character and us. So if you talk to anybody who's been in the show, and I'm sure if anybody's listening, they'll giggle when I say this, there is a whole plot storyline, kind of crazy intertwining characters, but um, it's not clear on surface level and you're yeah. right when people say like what is cats about it's just kind of about cats exactly it's, about, it's like yeah. what it, it's like people will think you're joking when you're like cats is about cats and they're like no yeah. seriously what's it about i'm like it's like you have to take it ter- like it is actually just yeah. about cats it's not not yeah. about anything specific yeah exactly but yet it's one of the most successful and musicals of all time it, yeah yeah, you either love it or you just don't get it, and that's okay, too. Um, yeah, I didn't understand it at first when like, I saw it. But if I were to see it again, I feel like I would go into it more, like, understanding what's going on. Because the first time – I went in, like, completely blinded when I saw it. Uh-huh. I didn't do any research. I mean, I knew memory because who doesn't know memory? Sure, yeah. But, like, I went into it, and I'm like, okay, we'll see what this is all about. And I went in, and I just was kind of puzzled throughout and then towards the end um towards like at the finale um 
when I keep forgetting what the cat's name I get the cat's names mixed up too because there's so many of That's them okay. there's so many yeah the one the black and white one who does the second turns in the finale oh Mistopheles. Mistopheles, thank you that's when I finally realized that there really wasn't a plot yep there isn't I mean there is but there isn't right <laughs> yeah. did you see the cats movie uh, I saw part of it what did you think I haven't seen it yet um it was not my favorite yeah that's what I hear yeah it just wasn't my favorite but I also think as someone that did the show I would probably see any version and not and it wouldn't be my favorite because you know my favorite is what I did and Mm -hmm. lived and breathed for eight shows a week you know yeah I'm partial I'm partial to to my version that I did Mm -hmm. totally yeah so were you a big fan of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory prior to joining the company well, I was uh, I was in the original cast, but like the movies so, and stuff. Oh, oh, the movie, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I I I was not a huge fan, but um, I definitely try. You know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was one of those shows as a as a kid that I watched and thought was really cool and weird and interesting. And um, so yeah, I was very familiar with the story. Um, not so much with the book which is interesting because the the musical was based a, more on the book than it was the movie mm-hmm. in terms of some of the characters and plot lines um so that was kind of a new introduction for me when i when we started rehearsals did you watch so like when you got the you get the role for charlie and the chocolate factory you're about to go into rehearsal but like a couple of nights beforehand did you watch the movies going into it or i, no? I didn't I didn't because I kind of wanted it to be a brand new experience going into the first day of rehearsal. Yeah, I I don't remember that I did. Do you think Christian Borrell made Gene Wilder proud? I do. I I hope he did. I do. I have to say Christian Borrell was incredibly amazing and so, um, so important to the creativity of our of our show um I always like to say he was kind of like a second writer or director like he he was equally as much a part of the creative team as um as our director and choreographer and writer were Mm -hmm. which is not always the case um but he's so brilliantly funny and he had such a clear idea of what he wanted the character to be Mm -hmm. and um and everyone just kind of let him roll with it you know i think he i think he did a nice job in paying homage to gene wilder but not trying to be that willy wonka Mm -hmm. you know he made it his own but also didn't go a complete 180 turn and and make it totally something different yeah you know yeah like i am glad he did more of like a he kind of looked more into like gene wilder versus johnny depp because johnny depp just kind of took it and sort of just like okay I know this is Willy Wonka, but I'm going to make it Johnny Depp and I'm going to make it. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because, and I haven't really seen the Johnny Depp version, but like I said, the book is a lot darker. The book is like super dark, more Johnny Mm Depp-ish. And that's kind of what, our show wasn't necessarily dark, but like I said, our show was based more on the book than, than the Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. So he very well could you know our our whole creative team could have gone in that direction and made it dark and made it kind of weird and and creepy and uh but they didn't they chose to kind of play with the lightness of it um so yeah i think i i think he did a great job of making it his own 
Oh, totally. And he and he really was such a um, such a leading man for our cast too. Like he really mm-hmm. was such a, a a leader for us all. Oh yeah, I saw a couple performances you guys did like on like TV, like uh-huh. on like The View and on like the Today Show and uh-huh. stuff like that. And I'm like watching Christian Borel saying like tomorrow. I'm like, oh my god, uh-huh. this is he's like a real yeah. life Willy Wonka. Yeah, he was. He was. How would you feel if you, as Robin, got the golden ticket? <laughs> if I got the golden ticket, um, I mean, cool. That would be great. I don't know that I would want it. Like all the crazy stuff that happens in there. Um, as Robin, I would probably be scared inside. <laughs> you, you've been. Would you be nervous to have an encountership with an Oompa Loompa? Uh, probably, yeah, it would, it would probably really creep me out, but, um, no, I mean, I think it would be cool. I, I, I just, I love, I love the crazy kookiness of Roald Dahl's, um, imagination and, um, what it does for children. And I have to say, you know, we didn't really know how they were going to, how the audience would react to the Oompa Loompas, um, but they got the biggest round of applause, hooting, hollering every single performance, um, so it was really cool to to experience that and and play these kind of weird little characters. Oh yeah, what was the yeah. most fun part about performing in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The most fun, I would say two. Um, one is doing being an Oompa Loompa, as crazy as it sounds, because that's um, amazing. I've always wa- I want to be an Oompa Loompa. If I were to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I would say I don't care about being Willy Wonka or anything. I want to be an Oompa Loompa. Well, the cool thing was that the way that we did it, the way that our um, production did it was they were puppets. They were bodies of puppets that Velcroed around our necks. Mm-hmm. And we were on our knees manipulating the legs and the hands that, that you know, stuck to the body with magnets and all kinds of things. But it was our heads. So instead of, you know, it wasn't our bodies. We weren't trying to pretend that we were these small little creatures, but um, it was our heads that could be seen. And then we were able to manipulate the puppets. And I had never really done puppetry before. So that was really cool mm-hmm. um, as an aspect in the ensemble. And it also gave me my, um, I made my principal debut because I was one of the understudies for Veruca, uh, who is a 12 year old girl who ballerina who dances on point the whole time so um I had to kind of dig my point shoes out of my out of my dance draw (laughs) and um and uh you know get my point work back in order to understudy her and that was really fun because then I got to you know go into the factory and do all the silly crazy stuff that all the kids do in the show yeah that it seems like such a fun show it was a lot of fun. I wish it I would have been able to see it on Broadway. The tour was supposed to come to Michigan where I am, but because uh-huh. of the cir- the world circumstances, yeah, yeah, it was on. It came for like a night, and then they left. Yeah. Oh, that's so. They true. came literally yeah. for like a day. Yeah. They did one show and then they picked up and left because of all of the craziness. I wanted to see it. Yeah. I really wanted to. Yeah, I wanted it was to see a the. Lot of fun. I wanted to see the Oompa Loompas. I wanted to see the yeah. signs behind the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> They were they were a lot of fun. I'm I'm sad that it didn't run for as long as we all hoped it would. Um, but it it was definitely a great experience for me. So, are you a big Disney fan, like in general? 
Because I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I am a big Disney fan. I know that there are people out there who are like crazy fanatic. You know, go to Disney World twice a year. <laughs> I don't go right. to. I don't go twice a year. I go every like couple of years. I try to go every couple of years, okay. but I'm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm on that level, but I definitely have seen all the Disney movies. Actually, during this quarantine, my boyfriend and I have been, we were like, let's, now that we have Disney Plus, we were like, let's start from the very beginning and watch all the Disney movies. So we're actually working our way up through um, all the Disney movies. And yeah, I, I you know, I, I grew up in the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King mm-hmm. era. So those are kind of my most memorable Disney movies from my childhood classics yeah they're classics yeah. i've seen them both i've seen them all hundreds yeah. of times i mean i have a disney plus addiction like uh-huh. a bad disney plus addiction so i've seen them all uh-huh. that's how i got through march and april of 2020 yeah. was disney plus yeah i what, think a lot of people got were helped by disney this year <laughs> yeah what movie are you guys on right now oh gosh we stopped um we're like in the 50s 60s kind of when they started to do the um live action movies um we haven't watched one in a while but i think the last one that we watched was oh gosh i can't remember oh no we skipped ahead a little bit and we watched fox and the hound which is so sad it is (laughs) it said did you get to marry did you watch mary poppins yet did you guys get to Mary Poppins uh, yet? We haven't gotten to Mary Poppins on this trial, but I've seen Mary Poppins a thousand times because oh. it's one of the best. Oh, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, it's one of the best, yeah. One of the best movies of all time. I mean, Mary Poppins yeah. Returns was okay, but the first Mary Poppins, it's just... It's just brilliant from every point of view. I watched it from a choreography point of view, from a music point of view, from just a movie as a whole. It's just brilliant. I haven't watched it in a good three months. I should probably watch it again. It's time! Yeah, you gotta watch it. <laughs> Do you feel like you, as Robin, are more of, like, an Anna or more of, like, an Elsa? Oh, that's such a good question. I would say, I I would say I'm more, a little bit more of an Elsa, but at times I'm definitely an Anna. Like, when I have my, like, quirky, wacky times and, like, just fun-loving kind of, you know, I'm more of an Anna, but I think as a whole I'm more of an Elsa. I feel like I'm a little bit more... Not so much a loner, but I'm a little bit more of, like, to myself, a little bit more serious, a little mysterious, kind of, Mm -hmm. um, you know. And who doesn't want, who wouldn't want magical powers? Right. (laughs) Would you ever want to do another Disney musical? If so, what film would you like to bring to the stage? Oh, that's such a good question. I would love to do another Disney musical. What, What Disney movie would be a good musical? Huh, that's a really good question. I might have to think on that. I'm trying to think of some more recent ones that would be fun to be a musical. Moana. Moana would be fun. Moana would be a lot of fun. Pocahontas would be fun. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um Tangled if yeah. they like wrapped if they had like the hair wrapped around the whole theater. Yeah, Tangled would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Disney musicals. I think that when they're done right, they're really magical. Oh, 100%. And, uh, I'm a huge fan of Lion King. I would love to do that show one day. I just think the music and the sets and everything are just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, I, didn't, I haven't seen The Lion King yet, but I have seen Aladdin, the tour, and I did see Frozen on Broadway. 
And uh-huh. uh, I loved Frozen on Broadway. It just, and I liked, like, the little, like, I remember seeing, like, there's parts in the show that really are for adults. And yeah. I remember sitting next to a little girl in an Elsa dress. And what scene was it? Oh, my God. It's at the tip of my tongue. Um, there was a few parts where I'm like, okay, you're bringing your child <laughs> to this? This is... Yeah, I mean, I think they did a really nice job of marrying the two. I think, you mm-hmm. know, it's tricky with a sh- with a movie like that. It's so geared towards so many different age groups, right? It's geared towards little little children with the, with the magic and the powers, the princesses and the prince and all that stuff. But then there's a lot of aspects of it that are really deep, you know, like the the, the fact that it's, you know, true love will set you free and like a sister's companionship and all that is like really an adult Mm -hmm. topic so I think they had to find the medium between that for a Broadway show especially you know it's obviously going to be geared towards families and children to make it a spectacular a spectacle and have it be exciting and you know magical but then at the same time it can't all be you know just geared towards children geared towards the adults as well so I, I think they did a really nice job in kind of marrying the two and making it feel kind of just like a yeah of- totally it's like it's yeah. like it's like a nice like like mesh between like a, stuff for like adults and stuff for kids uh-huh. I remember the scene now is uh, top of act two uh when Oaken uh-huh. singing his song and the and, and the creatures come out and it's like they're like the da da naked suits the naked suits yeah <laughs> yeah and Hugo Oh yeah, when, and then at the at very end we have a kick line where all that's covered yep. us is branches. Mm-hmm. We were totally covered. We were in you know head to toe nude bodysuits, but there were definitely days where we would enter and people's like mouths would just be open laughing because they're like everyone's naked on stage. <laughs> that's that's what I started laughing at that part. I'm like, are they naked? Is this like hair all over again? <laughs> what do you miss about being in such a special show like Frozen? Oh gosh. Um, Frozen in particular, I miss the, the, just the magic. I mean, there were so many moments that were magical and, and, you know, the Elsa dress pull, which happens in a flash. That's just like so cool and magical. And our lighting was amazing and our, um, special effects and, and all of that. But I just, I just miss musical theater in general. I miss performing. Same. I miss singing and dancing every day. I miss my, my, my group of friends and family within the cast that, you know, they really do become your family, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you see them every single day. Um, and now that's all just kind of gone away because we're not able to, to perform. Did you just do it with Casey and Patty or did you do it with Sierra and Mackenzie too? Yeah, I was there we, when we put Sierra and Mackenzie into the show. Uh, yeah, I was there up until the day that we, you know, shut down, which was going to be just for two weeks. And yeah. then um, obviously we're still shut down. And then a few months after that, we got our closing notice which was very very sad especially for those because we had just like you said we had just put new uh principals into the show that i think were only there for two weeks before the shutdown happened Mm -hmm. and we had just gone through a re-teching and rebooting of the show because they had put the tour out yeah um, had implemented some changes which were great that they wanted to add into our show so we had gone back into tech. We were rehearsing, you know, a version a, a version B of the show for two weeks while doing version A of the show at night. Mm-hmm. And then when Sierra and Mackenzie and Ryan um, came into the show, we, 
then switched over to doing our new version of the show. Yeah, I remember I said to Caroline Bowman, I said to her, I said, I feel like they could have put um, the song, I can't lose, you know, that I wish they would have put that yeah, in earlier. Put, yeah. I wish yeah, they would have put that, that in a lot earlier. Because yeah, I didn't I see that, that number that, when I saw the show. Right, yeah, that, that was only there for two weeks until we shut down um but yeah we had a new song we had new choreography we had new scenes we had you know um lots of lots of changes and and we spent a lot of hours implementing that um but but it'll live on in the tour because i'm sure when things open back up the tour will be off and running oh yeah what have you been doing to not go crazy during the pandemic um, lots of things. From a creative point of view, I've, um, I continue to teach. So I teach a lot online through Zoom, both privates and group classes. Um, I got my Pilates certification and I'm continuing that so that, um, you know, I have uh, another income to come in when things open up um, and another focus. And um, just from a life point of view, I've been cooking a lot. We've been binging a lot of Netflix. Um, I've been lucky enough that my family is very close and in proximity to where we live, and I've been able to see them safely. So we've been spending a lot of time with family um, in our small little pod, um, which has really been a lifesaver to not feel so isolated, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What is something you hope 2021 brings to you? Uh, I would, I really hope our industry is able to open back up, you know? Oh yeah. I miss it. I, I just think just like being able to be in a room with people and see art would be magical. Um, and you know, that's our livelihood. I think for, a, for a lot of people, we don't really know our business it looks really glamorous and amazing and like oh my gosh they get to do what they love and it's fun and that's all true mm-hmm. but it's also what provides me my income and what provides me my health care and my pension and and right now that's all at a standstill so you know I I just I hope that things can open back up and I, I hope that people can stay healthy and get vaccinated and that everyone is that we can do that in a safe way I would really just love to see this end (laughs) oh me too I want to go the second I can't wait to just go to a theater and see a musical and sing along with sing along to the score and I miss that saying like no matter what I mean now that I don't have a show to go back to I you know I'm not gonna necessarily have that like first night back when things open up um but I I I said from the beginning I don't care whether it's on stage or in the audience, I will be at that theater, no matter what show it is, when that first night of, of our industry returning happens, just to be able to be there and experience it and like feel that energy. I can't wait to. I can't wait for, <laughs> I know I probably won't be in New York for a while just because of all like the craziness, but I know that when, to- yeah. when touring comes uh, around again, yeah. I know that I can't wait to see the first show when it comes yeah. back. I might just see it, see the show just to see it because I just, because the first show that's coming here is Ain't Too Proud. Oh, yeah. So I may go see it just to see it just because it's the first show in a while. But Frozen's actually on our uh, list for when shows come uh, back again. Frozen's one of the first shows that's going to be here and I'm going to go see it again. I'll go see the yeah. new version. Yeah, I saw. Go see Caroline. Oh yeah, she's my best friend. She's one of my best friends. She, I, so when I met her for the first time, I fangirled because she was my first Alphabet, my first Broadway show. 
So I, when I met her for the first time on a Zoom call, I fangirled. And she'll tell you uh, that I didn't, but I swear <laughs> I did. I got off the Zoom call with her and sobbed, like happy crying. Oh. And I don't happy cry. I'm not a happy crier at all. Like I've only happy cried like three times in my whole life. And I happy sobbed yeah. for a good 20 minutes oh. after I hung up with her. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's such a freaking talent. And we talk about such a fun, awesome, good-hearted person too. Yeah. She's the best. I love her. She's the greatest. Yeah. What's your proudest accomplishment? Oh, gosh. My proudest accomplishment. I know this might be cliche, but I ha- I mean, in terms of my work and, and the business, my, my Broadway debut, I have to say, because I, um, and it, it probably would have been my proudest accomplishment anyway because it's what I wanted my whole life and what I strived for but because of the circumstances of it and that I you know essentially was like coming in to save the day and had to learn the show as quickly as possible like I had to I I remember um it was the first time I think in my career really that I'd ever had multiple solo songs myself Mm -hmm. and was like in the spotlight by myself singing and dancing and um I just remember thinking like you just have to, you just have to like show up. Like you just have to own it right now. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no time to like warm up to it and warm up to like the role. Like you have to, you just have to like go with your instincts, do it, be amazing and like own it. And you know, you belong there, you know, which I think I I love that that was my experience because it was almost just like pushing me through the door, <laughs> you know, as opposed to like, making my way there like I had to just like like I said I just had to do it oh yeah yeah what are three things you can't live without Mm. three things I can't live without music oh totally definitely um french fries I agree yes (laughs) me and Desi Oakley had a good 10 minute conversation just about french fries when I interviewed her she's one of my best friends Oh my gosh, she loves french fries. Um, yes. Uh, and what is something else we can't live without? I'm trying to think of like a really good one. Hmm. I know it's cliche, but like my friends and my family. I'm such a I'm such a social like I just I love connecting with people. So um, yeah, my friends and family, but definitely French fries. Yeah, you and Desi Oakley can share a whole thing of oh, French yeah, fries. Share many of French fries. She told me when I asked her about like her favorite food, she said French fries within like a nanosecond. She's like, "You look like you're shocked that oh, I yeah. said that so fast." And I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah." And I told her, and we were just we had a whole conversation about like the French fr- best French fries in Michigan and the best French fries oh, in yeah, New York. She and... loves French fries. Yep. <laughs> what do you hope to see yourself doing one year from today? One year from today. Um, performing on a Broadway stage. I really do. Oh, yeah. But more than that, like, I hope, I hope that life is just kind of settled. Like, I hope I'm, like, settled into a schedule, you know, whether it's having my morning, you know, Pilates sessions with my clients and then, you know, coming home and being with my, my person. And, and I just, I, I just want life to be more settled. I think everything mm-hmm. feels so up in the air right now and and there it's so stressful and, and nerve-wracking even just to like be a part of society right now and I just I just hope that a year from now 
that I'm performing on a Broadway stage and I am just calmer and more settled in my everyday life. Once again, I've been speaking with Broadway star Robin Masella from Cats, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Frozen. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with my new friend and American Idol alumni, Margie Mays.